Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahirabbilalamin wassalatu wassalamu ala asyrafil anbiya'i wal mursalin sayidina wa nabiyyina wa maulana Muhammadin sallallahu alaihi wasallam wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Rabbi shrah li sadri wa yassir li amri wahlul 'uqdatam min lisani yafqahu qawli. Subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma 'allamtana innaka antal alimul hakim. Allahumma 'allimna ma yanfa'una wa zidna 'ilma. Amin bi rahmatika ya arhamar rahimin. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How are you Maulana Salim? Alhamdulillah cold and tired and excited to be here with you more than anything else. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. I'm happy to be in your company as well. Uh, we're waiting for our other colleagues to join us, as you know. But um, nonetheless, um, tonight, inshallah, we decided to go live and discuss um, the 26th Jews, Tafakkur on the 26th Jews. So if you're joining us, ahlan wa sahlan wa marhaban bikum. Um, in the 26th Jews, Maulana Salim, we have... Suratul uh, Ahqaf If I can just single me out here quickly um, We have Suratul Ahqaf um, That's where the 26th Jews basically begins And the central theme is Believing the Quran revealed by the Al-Aziz Al-Hakim Take heed from the lesson of the Mushrik And people of Ad And become a caller and preacher of the Quran Like the Jinn Okay so that's Suratul Ahqaf Beautiful surah, uh, many lessons to be taken there from, subhanAllah. Uh, we also have surah Muhammad, which is the 47th surah of the Quran. And its central theme is success in this life and the year after. Requires jihad with your wealth uh, and your self, right? So that is surah Muhammad. And we have surah Al-Fatih, which is uh, the central theme of glad tidings to the Muslims that the gates to victory and abundant booty will open uh, following the treaty at Hudaybiyah. Uh, Surah Al-Hujurat. Central theme is refrain from nifaq and fulfill the rights of Allah, fulfill the rights of the Prophet, fulfill the rights of the Muslims and respect them. And the beginning of Surah Al-Qaf, which has uh, rational proofs and proofs from the history of denial of messengerhood, guidance to remain steadfast, glorify and praise Allah and prayer, and to remind the Quraysh of Jannah and Jahannam through the Qur'an. Naam, I just thought I'd share that. Um, I don't know, perhaps people will find it beneficial. Uh, perhaps not, wallahu alam. Um, but inshallah, you can let me know um, how you feel about that, Mawlana Salim Pik. And, oh, I don't... I think it's a, I think it's a very nice summary, alhamdulillah. I had a look at it early on. And um, yeah, just very briefly yeah, just giving you all those points, the most important points of the surahs. No. When I thought of certain okay. specific verses that came in, I thought they were perhaps weren't covered by those uh, overarching uh, titles that gives you like the verse numbers and so on. Right. But, okay, so um, uh, I just thought that... Beneficial. Alhamdulillah. Anyway, so... Uh, we can perhaps share that with the viewers if they're interested, inshallah ta'ala. Uh, that said, I'm going to ask you to recite, but in a moment, I just want to invite on board uh, or in the room with us, Maulana Zakaria Hanaka, Allahu Akbar. Assalamu alaikum. Looking like a wali. Alaikum salam wa rahmatullah. Why? Why? 
Mona Salim, somebody says your sound is echoing. Is it still echoing? Do you have a loudspeaker on other than your earphones? No, I don't. No, I don't. Oh. Maybe it's just okay. echoing on my side. Who's is echoing? And you also echoing. You also echoing. Who, me? Oh, uh, maybe it's oh, me. Zakaria. Oh. I don't hear any echo from anyone. <laughs> Am I echoing? <laughs> Am I echoing? Am I echoing? You're echoing to me. You're echoing to me. And I'm also You're echoing, echoing to me. Sister Tokida, you can't say both Sister are echoing. Sister Tokida, you both are echoing. You need to say... I'm echoing you. Salim, you sound like this one. I'm I'm the only one that's not echoing. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> but now you have to do... I would, I would hope so. Uh, I like would hope so with the, with the studio yeah. setup. Okay, you, but you guys are both echoing. Um, let's see. And you have echo cancellation on. I don't know. You must change something there. In Fadlikuman. Okay, while we're waiting for them to get these sound settings uh, up and running, inshallah. Um, where was I? The 26th Jews. Yeah, begins with Surah Al-Ahqaf. And these are also the Hawamim, right? The uh, From the 24th Jews, I think... All the way through uh, till this juzia, till Suratul Ahqaf. There's a series of suar which all begin with the uh, with the letters Hamim, the Huruf al Muqatta'at, and as we mentioned, sorry, Salim. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. No, I'm just saying Hamim. No, saying Hamim. I'm oh. still echoing. I'm trying to win. Go on. Am I still echoing? Am I still echoing? Yeah, I am. Yeah, I am. Okay, just remove just remove your earphones and just use your, your onboard sound. Am I slowly clean up? I, I don't know. We have brother uh, Hafiz Ahmed yeah, Solomon. Assalamu alaikum. Alaikum salam yeah, you see, that's why I tell you guys, just come to the studio <laughs> and we can just <laughs> sort this thing out. No, you want to stay in your homes, you want to be under lockdown, you know, you don't want to come out and break the rules and stuff like that. You come to the studio, you get different camera angles now, you get your mic set up, your earphones. Now we're sitting with all echoing business. Is that better? Is that better? No, Everyone is echoing. Well, Rashad, isn't maybe that you're echoing because of your equipment there? No. Okay, wait, just maybe, no? Let me, let me. You know what? It could be. Yeah, I think it is, actually. I think it is, actually. I'm in a mobile office, but I got, like, some studio lighting here. Like, some studio lighting here. Okay. I think that should resolve the issue. I think that should resolve the issue. I changed something here. Does it, is it better now? We'll have oh, to wait yeah. and see. I'm not echoing. Alhamdulillah, okay. I think the echo is gone. Alhamdulillah. So, everyone online, uh, can you verify that for me, inshallah? That everybody's echo is gone. Zakaria, why are you, why are you logging on another device? 
Just so that all the viewers know, the man that wasn't echoing was the suburb that everybody else was echoing. <laughs> no, it's actually, yeah, you're right, you're right. But I actually want to explain what happened. So because you're not in studio and I'm basically trying to record you, so that feed was going back to you as well. Anyway, Mona uh, Salim, let's get on to the, the recitation in Fadlikum. Allah. Ahmad, how are you, man? This is probably always the most difficult part of, this, right, uh, of this thing because, Mashallah. subhanAllah, just to choose which verses, man. All of the verses, subhanAllah. There's always so many. I was so going to say, no, just choose all of the verses. As many as I want to read. Yeah, it's going to take up the whole. I'm going to read the whole verse. I'm, I'm perfectly but, fine uh, with that. Subhanallah. <clears throat> أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ووصينا الإنسان بوالديه إحسانا حملته أمه كرها ووضعته كرها وحمله وفصاله ثلاثون شهرا حتى إذا بلغ أشده وبلغ أربعين سنة قال قال رب أوزعني أن أشكر نعمتك التي أنعمت علي وعلى والدي وأن أعمل صالحا ترضاه وأن أعمل صالحا ترضاه وأصلح لي في ذريتي إني تبت إليك وإني من المسلمين أولئك الذين نتقبل عنهم أحسن ما عملوا ونتجاوز عن سيئاتهم في أصحاب الجنة وعد الصدق الذي كانوا يوعدون أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم فاصبر كما صبر أولو العزم من الرسل ولا تستعجل لهم كأنهم يوم يرون ما يوعدون لم يلبثوا إلا ساعة من نهار بلاغ فهل يهلك إلا القوم الفاسقون 
بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا إن تنصروا الله ينصركم ويثبت أقدامكم والذين كفروا فتعسلهم وأضل أعمالهم ذلك بأنهم كرهوا ما أنزل الله فأحبط أعمالهم أفلم يسيروا في الأرض فينظروا كيف كان عاقبة الذين من قبلهم دمر الله عليهم وللكافرين أمثالها ذلك بأن الله مولى الذين آمنوا ذلك بأن الله مولى الذين آمنوا وأن الكافرين لا مولى لهم إن الله يدخل الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات جنات جنات تجري من تحتها الأنهار والذين كفروا يتمتعون ويأكلون كما تأكل الأنعام والنار مثوى لهم أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم فهل عسيتم إن توليتم أن تفسدوا في الأرض وتقطعوا أرحامكم أولئك الذين لعنهم الله فأصمهم وأعمى أبصارهم أفلا يتدبرون القرآن أفلا يتدبرون القرآن أم على قلوب أقفالها أفلا يتدبرون القرآن أم على قلوب أقفالها إن الذين ارتدوا على أدبارهم من بعد ما تبين لهم الهدى الشيطان سول لهم وأملى لهم أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم ولله جنود السماوات والأرض وكان الله عزيزا حكيما إنا أرسلناك شاهدا ومبشرا ونذيرا لتؤمنوا بالله 
لِتُؤْمِنُوا بِاللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ وَتُعَزِّرُوهُ وَتُوَقِّرُوهُ وَتُسَبِّحُوهُ بُكْرَةً وَأَصِيلًا إِنَّ الَّذِينَ يُبَايِعُونَكَ إِنَّمَا يُبَايِعُونَ اللَّهِ يَدُ اللَّهِ فَوْقَ أَيْدِيهِمْ فَمَنْ نَكَثَ فَإِنَّمَا يَنْكُثُ عَلَى نَفْسِهِ وَمَنْ أَوْفَى بِمَا عَاهَدَ عَلَيْهُ اللَّهَ فَسَيُؤْتِيهِ أَجْرًا عَظِيمًا بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم هو الذي أرسل رسوله بالهدى ودين الحق ليظهره على الدين كله ليظهره على الدين كله وكفى بالله شهيدا محمد رسول الله والذين معه أشداء على الكفار رحماء بينهم تراهم ركعا سجدا يبتغون فضلا من الله ورضوانا سيماهم في وجوههم من أثر السجود ذلك مثلهم في التوراة ومثلهم في الإنجيل كزرع أخرج شطأه فآزره فاستغلظ فاستوى على سوقه يعجب الزراع ليغيظ بهم الكفار وعد الله الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات منهم مغفرة وعد الله الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات منهم مغفرة وأجرا عظيما صدق الله العظيم ما شاء الله Whose phone is ringing? Sorry man, I think that was mine Subhanallah, ما شاء الله الله ينكريش يوم الناس عليم جزاكم الله خير وإياكم هذا أحمد Alhamdulillah. So, uh, who wants to begin? I thought uh, one ayah that stood out for me early on. Um, I said, who wants to begin? And then I began. <laughs> one <laughs> ayah that stood out for me <laughs> earlier on uh, was in Surah Al-Ahqaf, verse number 15. Qala Allahu Azza wa Jal. بعد أن أقول أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ووصينا الإنسان بوالديه إحسانا and 
we have enjoined upon humankind. In fact, let me just share this. I can just do this funky stuff now. Can you all see that? No. And we, Allah, have enjoined upon humankind uh, with regards to his parents. Ihsana. We instructed them with Ihsan. Uh, and the technical definition of Ihsan is that you, you be with yourself and you be with life and you, you interact in life. You enslave yourself to Allah. As though you can see him. So in this context, it would mean that you treat your parents as though you can see Allah. As you can see Allah between you and your parents. And Allah goes on to give us some reason for why we should treat our parents in this way. Even though, of course, there are a plethora of reasons. His mother carried him in difficulty. And she delivered him with difficulty. And carrying the baby, and weaning the baby, meaning the period of breastfeeding, in total is 30 months. And of course, we know from another verse in the Quran that uh, the period of, of breastfeeding is two years. And scholars have thus deduced that the, the minimum recognized pregnancy period, gestation period in the Sharia is in fact uh, six months, right? Because here you have 30 months, you subtract two years, you end up with six months. Anyway, that's a side note. So then the verse carries on. Until he reaches maturity. And here the Mufassirun explained this refers to he reaches the age of uh, Bulugh, he becomes Baligh. And then carries on and reaches, uh, reaches 40 years. Now, often when people translate this, uh, often when people translate this, they make the mistake of saying he reaches maturity. And reaches 48 years, right? He reaches maturity and reaches 48 years, which is not uh, which is not necessarily the same. It's not the same thing. His reaching of maturity there refers to his reaching puberty, and then arba'ina sanatan. That's the next phase, which is he reaches the age of 40, and that is a very significant age because it's mentioned here specifically in this verse. Uh, that I think, you know, it's like a milestone in life. You really reached, okay, the, the peak of your life, so to speak. And then, He then turns to Allah and says, Oh my Lord, grant me the ability to be grateful for your favors. Uh, which you had favored upon me and upon my parents and to do righteous deeds which you would be pleased with and grant me uh, 
goodness, make me of of good disposition towards Dhuriyati, my progeny. Inni tubitu ilayka, I turn to you in tawbah. I repent unto you. Wa inni minal muslimin, and I am from among the submitters. Uh, this verse always really strikes me because of how it takes one through the um, the stages of life. And it's such a comprehensive verse because here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, uh, you know, in a very comprehensive way, what he's commanding of humankind and the things that he prioritizes here, Azza wa Jal, is righteousness to our parents. Of course, Tawheed comes before this. Other verses make it clear. So our belief in Allah, then righteous to our parents, which is joined with Tawheed. And then Allah gives honor to the mother in such a beautiful and elaborate way. And then it takes us through the phases of life. You reach maturity. Okay, so you're now at the age of you, what we call Baalir. And then you carry on. The next phase in your life is 40. Life is carrying on now. And then, of course, this maturity needs to be, you know, strengthened with spiritual maturity. And the person at this point in their life turns to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and makes this beautiful dua. I think this is a wonderful dua that we should implement in our lives and not, of course, wait till we're 40 years of age for those who are younger. But all of us. Um, and look at the, the dua, not just in the form of, oh, I need to learn this dua and make it. When I look at this dua, in fact, with all the ada'iyah of the Qur'an, I actually look at it as these are the things which Allah wants me to strive for. Because Allah is asking me to ask Him for these things. So if Allah is asking me to ask Him for these things, then that means Allah wants me to aspire to these things. So that's how I really read the, the ada'iyah of the Qur'an and the sunnah because it's teaching me what I should aspire to in my own life, what I should set my goals at. And here you can see gratitude. This is a beautiful way of explaining gratitude. To give me the ability to be grateful to the, uh, for the favors that you had favored upon me. SubhanAllah, this is like really looking at gratitude in a very uh, beautiful way. And I think there's a, a huge contemporary movement towards, you know, gratitude as a daily practice because of the, the proven effects that it has. Um, and then not just to be grateful for your favors, but also to be a contributor, to be a builder. And to do good deeds that, that build and that contribute positivity to the world which Allah will be pleased with, and then to, to raise good children as well, and to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in submission. So yeah, I thought that would be my first contribution, uh, um, I think it's a beautiful dua to implement both in terms of supplication, as well as striving for it, you know, making it a, 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 a milestone in your own life, and Allah knows best. What do you guys think? Bismillah, I'll go first. If he doesn't go, then you know, then you must go. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was going to go, but then I thought, nah, let's tell him go first. Man. Eldest first, isn't it? Subhanallah, the, the next ayah, we, we can't actually comment on this. You're one. the only one coming close to that 14. 
So it's true you have experiential uh, knowledge of that. Uh, ouch, ouch, uh, ouch. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'll, I'll just make so. Let me just make so. <laughs> just show it out to the whole world here that can all see. My strong, my greatest secret weapon is Bliskopia. Anyway. <laughs> now nah, I've seen that now when he's in the gym and then that Bliskop is sweating and then it shines like <laughs> you got the moon there. <laughs> Using the dua that Allah teaches us to make dua for, striving and searching for the things like Mullah Yashar was saying now, Allah says the result of it, man. Those ones that do this, they make that dua, they, they, they bring about that spiritual maturity as Allah gives them the physical maturity. Allah says, put it on there again, Mullah. Ula'ika ladhina. Those are the ones whom we will accept from them the best of what they had done. Imagine that. You, you did so many actions, na? and then Allah accepts the best. Imagine like one salah that was like your best two rak'ats for your whole life. Allah accepted that two rak'ats. Na? And because of that two rak'ats, you went to Jannah. Allahu Akbar. What if Allah in His infinite wisdom and mercy turned all your other nuata salahs, I have to say it like that now, but like all that other salahs that you were just thinking about, the whole other clung nonsense, man. And Allah turned all those salahs into that two rak'ats that was that most pious two rak'ats of your whole entire life. And all your salah you will find on the day of Qiyamah would be of the best of what you had done. Subhanallah. How great is Allah that He will even, you know, He removes the bad, He increases you in good, He accepts according to the best, and He overlooks the bad things. A promise of absolute truth, which they are, they are promised. So the promise of Allah Ta'ala is definitely true. That ease will come after difficulty, that gratitude will, you know, will bring will bring great rewards, that gratitude will bring about a change of mindset and mind shift. SubhanAllah, I mean, I, I said and mentioned it to you guys and I'm, I'm mentioned it to the listeners as well. I'm like getting a, a great opportunity of a lifetime now, Alhamdulillah, over the last couple of months, just to be making that shukr and, and showing that gratitude to Allah Ta'ala, man. To see the role of the parents and what the parents did that you never even had an idea of and the parents are still busy doing it now, subhanAllah, and you think, we in the world, what powers them to go on like this? But um, subhanAllah, it's a, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing. So hopefully Allah grants me to 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 realize how fortunate I am and, and that I can make more shukr and gratitude for what I have, alhamdulillah, especially in light of parents and this particular verse. Yeah, no, I, I was just going to say, for me, the, oftentimes the placement of these ayat is so important. Uh, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, just before this verse, mm. is, is speaking about, like, belief in Him. Those who believe in Him and, and the good outcome that they will attain. Uh, right, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Inna Right, Allah says, indeed, those who, uh, who said our Lord is Allah, then they were steadfast, 
they will have no fear upon them, nor will they grieve. Meaning at the time of death, they won't fear what is to come, any punishment or anything like that, nor will they grieve for what had gone by. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that those people, they are the companions of the Jannah. They will remain in there forever as a reward for what they had done, what they used to do. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala immediately goes on to speak about this command that he gives me. وَوَصَّيْنَا الْإِنسَانَ بِوَالِدَيْهِ إِحْسَانًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enjoins upon mankind regarding his parents, إِحْسَانًا Right? It's almost as if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying he must be in a perpetual state of goodness towards his parents. And, you know, subhanAllah, I think the value of goodness to parents and obedience, it's like dwindling in our society uh, to a great degree. And, and, and that's a result of many things. I mean, a result of breakdown of family structures, um, you know, opposition to hierarchies and, and uh, you know, the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala imposes that authority that our parents have over us. And, and uh, it's just uh, opposing power is part of our culture today. And it's uh, yeah, not always is true. a good part of our culture because, you know, when the power is held in a good way <clears throat> and uh, authority is held in a good way, then it deserves respect and it deserves, um, you know, obedience. But oftentimes, you know, the, the manifestations of power that we see in our society is filled with bad and negligence and all of those things. And then we think that whenever there's power, we can oppose it. But I think I'm going on a tangent here. The point is, <coughs> we must never, ever be disobedient to our parents. We should appreciate them. Obviously, we... If they tell us to do anything that opposes what Allah wants from us, then we don't do that. But we're still kind to them. We're still good to them. We still live with them in, in kindness. We do our best towards them. Uh, okay, you know, yeah. We love them. We strive to uh, you know, serve them in whichever way we can. We, don't, so we shouldn't even feel that we have the right to just uh, disregard what they're saying or speak down to them or think them stupid or belittle their efforts for us, etc. Can I, can I ask you a question? Uh, what do you think about the scenario where um, a man wants to get married to a woman, but either of their parents don't approve? But they don't have any any sort of real justification. They just don't want it. What should people do in that situation, in your opinion? Look, that's a... That's a... <laughs> you want to put me in the spot here. <laughs> but it's an important question it's a serious question uh, in marriage a male doesn't require the uh, permission of anyone to marry someone else a female does require the permission of her wali she requires a wali to, to, to marry off however if her wali uh, her guardian is being unreasonable and is turning down a suitable suitor uh, for no reason, no valid reason, and it's potentially going to harm her, then she has every right to go to the Qadi, which in our case would be the MJC, 
they would then look at the case and assess whether the father, they'll try and engage him, see if he has any valid reason. If he doesn't have any valid reason, then they would likely override him and still allow the marriage to go ahead. Um, that's a very legalistic way of looking at it. Mm. Um, and life's not all about law. So that's in its place. And it's something that needs to be resorted to at time. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala places it there. Uh, the ideal would obviously be to try and get arbitrators, get other responsible people to engage those parents, speak to them, try to win them over so that you can have what's beneficial and you can also have the, the blessings of your parents. Um, you know, we shouldn't be quick to, to resort to overriding our parents, to doing what they don't want. Um, and that's very important. I remember yeah. when, uh, before I got married, like it's very important that you everybody's holding their parents obey your parents <laughs> and you'll be willing to obey your parents mm. alhamdulillah my parents were never opposed to to uh, the choice that I the person that I wanted to marry alhamdulillah but I in my mind knew that if my mother must tell me don't marry that person I wouldn't have married her hmm no but that's a choice. That's a choice that that you'd make at that point. Yeah. Hmm. Because I mean, because of the fact that I trust my mother's judgment, then I feel that she wouldn't do something that's harmful to me. Hmm. Um, but I'm just saying that. Actually, look, look, look. In your case, no. In your case, because I, in your case, because I know you, I'm going to agree with you. I would also trust your mother's judgment. Um, but you get cases where a girl, a girl. Trust a father's judgment, <coughs> but his judgment is crutching. So yeah. she ends up being just not betrothed until Allah alone knows when. Yeah, no, that's a problem. That's actually a sin. Exactly. That, that so that, that's what I'm saying. You know, it's a very really difficult that situation. Are, that there are suitors, you know, that are eligible that come for his daughter and he, he rejects them and he rejects them without somebody better to, uh, mm. you know, to, to marry his daughter. That's a sin. That's called adl. Hmm. And he'll be sinful for that. And so, um, you know, in those cases, he can be overridden. But even after you override his authority, still try to treat him with kindness. Hmm. Yeah. Well, no, <clears throat> I was just going to say. The maqsad of the verse, and, and just before Ahmad carries on, uh, the point is, like, look at the extent at what obedience to the parents entails in Islam. Like, you know, if, they only, if there are any non-Muslim viewers... Then just think about it in that sense. Like in Islam, we would consider, because that's ridiculous in the modern world, right? What your parents think about the person you get to, you're, gonna, you're going to get married to. Um, yeah. Fadl, uh, Brother Ahmad, Hafiz. Now I was thinking um, on Melissa Kariya's uh, final words there when he said, like, you know, regardless, still, uh, you know, try to treat them with, with kindness. You still make it his so final words. <clears throat> You no, like his, his last part of what his he said. His last words, yeah. <laughs> his last words of what he said, the, the ending <laughs> part of it. Now you make it sound like I'm going to die. <laughs> nah. His final words. <laughs> yeah, subhanAllah. So um, when he said at the end of what he was saying now, um, <laughs> he mentioned um, that, uh, you know, still try and be good to them and kind to them and so on. And uh, we have examples in the Quran of, you know, our Anbiya, such as Nabi Ibrahim, alayhi salatu wasalam, and uh, yeah, it's not like just a, 
uh, you know, like in the one hand, it's like a big thing. It's like a very, very big thing, right? Um, uh, this issue that we spoke about to the parents and not approving and whatever. Um, but then if you look at uh, the issue there with Nabi Ibrahim, his father was, he was calling his father away from Kufr. But even in that, um, even in that circumstances, the adab and the etiquette and the respect and the dignity was still maintained. So uh, mm. I think regardless of the circumstances, regardless of the circumstances, uh, adab, as, and, and, and this is a strong message to our youth, like, um, you know, like, I don't care what the circumstances are, man. Like, look, yeah, I, I coach youth and stuff, so I hear all the time, nah, but mommy did this, and my daddy said this, and mommy said this, and my daddy and they come up with all these things. I'll continuously tell them, look, yeah, it, it actually does not matter. It does not change your duty towards them and your responsibility towards them. Like, you might even disagree with what they say. No problem. You can even feel different to how they feel. No problem. But never is it justified that you lose your respect. Never is it justified that you don't treat them with honor and dignity and respect. So uh, may Allah grant us to always treat our parents with honor and dignity and respect. Amen. 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 Yeah, subhanAllah, may Allah preserve my, my parents, all of our parents. I just want to comment on, on your, um, the last portion of the verse that you mentioned, Mullah Irshad, where you said, inni tubutu ilayka wa inni minal muslimin. Mm. Um, then you made a very amazing point. It's something that I've actually been thinking about since we discussed it in the you know, the whole dua and those are like goals that mm. we should be setting for ourselves and what we should be striving towards. Yeah, so I, in the end I of this verse, you for that, isn't it? I remember thinking about it and then calling you, is, yeah. is, that, is that right? We chatted yeah. after Fajr about it, yeah, subhanAllah. Um, it's, yeah, it's actually influenced a lot of what I've been doing since we had the discussion, subhanAllah. And um, anyway, but I was thinking that, you know, if you, if you apply that concept to the end of this verse, yeah, Allah tells us, inni tubutu ilayka wa inni minal muslimin. So now, you know, there's this person and you're thinking about the different stages, uh, treating their parents with goodness and kindness and ihsan, as you beautifully explained. And then at the end of it, like, how, you're always thinking, yo, how do I get that, man? You know, I'm aspiring hmm. towards that. But at the end there, Allah shows us something, inni tubutu ilayka wa inni minal muslimin. So the person says, I turn to you, O Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, wa inni and me, I, minal muslimin. I'm of the, of the Muslims, of those who submit to the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So evidently, man, it comes down to actually an identity choice. Like, who do you choose to be, man? And if you choose to submit to the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and then you'd be able to take it with a, with a pinch of salt when it comes to obeying your parents and you know, sometimes even when they take it when they the advising you, yeah, you'll take it on the chin and you'll because you know, when the ta'at your parents lies under the ta'at to Allah, the obedience to your parents lies under the obedience to Allah. And again, we we're saying this with in light of as it has been explained. Obviously, if they're not commanding you to uh, to to sin or indecencies or anything like that, um, and yeah, I mean, we must we must build trust between parents and kids. I mean, Subhanallah, we must build trust between parents and kids. You know, one thing I can say is uh, just Mona Zakaria. <clears throat> one thing I can say about uh, all of you brothers, Subhanallah. Uh, you know, if you think about all the evil that happens in the world and all the the, tri the trials and tribulations, and you get filled with doubts and all these things, and then you think about people such as your parents, all of your parents, and then you think, wow, Subhanallah, they're still miracles, man. Like they're still really good people in the world. Um, 
No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not excluding my parents. I'm just saying that to have such parents is something really great. And seeing the influence on you guys and myself as well, um, it's. Malay Irshad is only Malay Irshad is only excluding his own parents out of humanity. May Allah preserve uh, his mother. Yeah, I wasn't excluding. I'm just specifically <laughs> saying, like, if you see uh, the, your relationship with your parents and if you see, like, who they are and how they raised you and so on, it's, it's admirable. And then, you know, it's easy to see how, how the important this instruction comes um, because they, they know what they're talking about, man. You know what I mean? Like, you can really trust them. And it's for the rest yeah, of us to aspire to be parents yeah. like that, like, and even better, you know? And uh, it, it's so important to the yeah, salam, young parents well, today. You know, I got a lot of uh, Ahmed, Mahmoud. I just want to say this one thing about young parents. Yeah, salam. What are you doing, man? Like, stuff is not going to get your kids to Jannah. And uh, the English accents with the raw raws and the you know nice white European accents. Nothing wrong with it, but at the expense of you know so canada just be but now like, my mommy does wanna she doesn't want to let me give uh, my latte hiding yeah that's fine if she says that's a good idea <laughs> she's like you need the hiding but he doesn't need hiding you leave yeah. my grandson alone so she obviously <laughs> knows what she's talking he about has a spirit like a you know uh, he, anyway it's difficult to have that thing you just let the boy hiding it <laughs> Zakaria, you wanted to speak? Um, you forgot. Okay, I mean, sorry, let me switch. No, it was. It uh, was no, no. Maybe I'm coming here. Um, that uh, you know, Sister Rosanna is saying that uh, for female, there may be a reason why Allah would uh, have made it that she needs a wali or permission of a parent. That's message. certainly the case. Um, <laughs> I'm going to read the whole one. Uh, you know, they can read themselves. <laughs> but that's certainly the case. Allah, in His infinite wisdom, knows why He uh, and and you know, Allah knows why he, he created that law, and it's very easy to see as well. I mean, if you just ponder into the law, um, you'll see wisdoms for why for which Allah Subhanahu wa Taala would have uh, legislated, or wisdoms that follow on from Allah legislating that law. Yeah. Um, but certainly, there are cases when people that have responsibilities abuse the, uh, the the position of authority. I mean, you know, we don't want to speak about cases like that, but as uh, people that are involved in the public sphere and who, who people direct uh, Islamic questions towards, I mean, those cases do, do exist. But the norm is obedience to the parent. And the norm is that the parent should and would have the goodwill of their child at heart. Um, but yeah, th- th- it is a problem that exists. Mm. And Salim, you were Actually, saying? in some cultures, it's very big. Yo, to all like, the young children, if there's any youngsters watching this, Canala, now when you're young, listen to your parents, man. Because one day you're going to get married, and you're going to be big. <laughs> And then you're just going to want for your mommy and your daddy to tell you, check it here, do it like that, do it like that. <laughs> and then your daddy's going to say, my klong, chase groot, ga doen jou eie ding. And wallahi, the, the guidance of the parents, na, it's one of those things, and I'm sure the older generation will be able to also even say, like what I'm saying now, man, is that you only realize it, of course, now when you're old, and then you see that benefit 
of that guiding eye of the father. You old? How say, old are you? My bro, just wait a minute. Did you bala ka arbaina sanatan yet? No, you didn't. And then, and then you you want to do something maybe, man. And then your daddy's telling you, my klong, wakhnet suwa bitchi, man. Nah, but daddy, the movers, I want to move, I want to do it now, I want to organize it. My klong, wakhnet suwa bitchi. And then after three or four times of wakhnet suwa bitchi, then you must all want to go do your own thing. And then you came back and then, can you see me? Can you see me? You can see me. But, you know, you now want to do my do it your way. And subhanAllah, how many a person when they get big, when they get older and they have their own children, then it's like, you know, mommy, daddy, just tell me what to do, man. I'm ready now. I'm ready to listen to you. I will do whatever you say. Just tell me how it will make life so much easier. And then your father looks at you and he gives a laugh. And you know, that's like, yeah, that's one of those, those secrets of life, man. So now when you're younger, do that uh, fight against yourself and prefer your parents' decisions over your own. Because mm. in Allah's infinite wisdom, you will definitely see the, the guidance thereof, man. You will definitely see the guidance thereof. Amen. I'm going to add to that. I need to add to that. Look here. Okay, Zakaria. Hold on. Now, what did you say? This, this message can be read from two lines. Mm. Uh, you know, in, for, from two perspectives, that one, the child must have a certain relationship of obedience and respect and love <clears throat> and reverence for his parents. But parents must also be parents who are deserving of that. Uh, parents mm. must be parents that place their child's akhirah first, their child's mm. relationship with Allah first. They should constantly be having good will for them. They shouldn't use their children as simply means of material gain or as pawns of, of their own pride or anything like that. Mm. That's you know it won't it won't benefit them, and it won't benefit you as well. Mm. So I mean, I want to say, and these specific things that people can do, man. Like uh, you can't invest in secular education only. I know it's an ugly thing to say, secular education, but you know, you need to invest in your child's akhirah to be that type of parent. But the point that I actually wanted to bring was that those are our biological parents. Also know that we have many other parents. And yeah, I'm just thinking about our, our spiritual parents, our teachers. Because if this is the type of respect that you should give because they were the cause of your physical and biological existence, and that's it, then how much respect, love, admiration, and obedience should you then give to those who were the cause of your spiritual existence? They, they, they brought you to Allah, and they brought you to the Prophet wasallam, and they brought you to, to practicing Islam. And not only that, but they also enabled you to assist others. Those are your teachers. Uh, your ulama, your leaders in that sense. Um, you know, your <clears throat> not because of a title, but because of service, because of them actually being there and serving you in the capacity of a teacher. The same type of of love and respect that you show for your parents, you should show for your your teachers. And of course, the same conditions exist as well. Like if you if your parents uh, command you with haram or with kufr, etc., you don't obey. And of course, the same thing applies to your teachers. But uh, I think that's another thing that you can see goes down. Every generation goes down further. 
you know, people don't have that type of reverence for teachers. They don't have that type of reverence for ulama. Sometimes they've been, you know, through some trouble or whatever the case may be, but that's also something we need to work on, inshallah. Khaled Ahmed, you wanted to say something? Yeah, I was, uh, I'm glad when Zakaria mentioned that point that, uh, you know, it's from two perspectives, man, <clears throat> that of the parent and that of the child. And um, I think it's important because listening tonight, we might have, you know, some kid thinking, you know, I don't have that relationship with my parents or whatever. And there might be a parent, um, you know, thinking, subhanAllah, I don't have this relationship with my child. Um, you know, as parents, um, you know, to the kids, we can, to the youth, we can really talk straight and say, look here, yeah, <laughs> there's no logical explanation, man. Just listen to your mom and your daddy. Just obey them. And like, you know, because in all logic of all this craziness, we can go down a long road, man. But, um, but ask those, ask those who are older. That's the best way to learn. Say, look, yeah, ask so many people about, you know, those who their parents have, you know, been, they've obeyed their parents, they followed the instruction, they, they made consultation with the parents and, and had the, the, the influence of the parents on their lives. And, and, and it turned out positive and whatever it may be. And they'll, they'll tell you, you know, and they'll vouch for the, for the same thing without much explanation. But, you know, to the parents, it's important to understand that authority, authority is given right um but obedience is it's like like true obedience is earned almost like like uh yeah, you know but... allah gives you allah gives you kids and allah gives you the authority over the kids and the responsibility over the kids but um the obedience is something you have to you have to i wouldn't actually even say earn i'd say like maintain and this young kid and this child listens to everything you say and believes in everything you say if you tell them you can fly and you pick them up and they're like, yo, I can fly. And, you know, and you take them around and you say, and they believe in every single thing that you tell them. Man. And then often too many times we just set ourselves up for failure by, you know, uh, breaking our word or not fulfilling and not being there for them. Man. So, you know, it's important as parents to, to work at it, man, all the time, all the time, all the time. And Alhamdulillah, Allah has blessed me to also be a parent. And, um, you know, my eldest is seven years old now. She's... She's going through a whole other, a whole other, every time you think you got to speak it out. Yeah, can Allah, can Allah, can Allah, I'm busy worrying about where my tutti is now. <laughs> Don't let me think now about where she's going to be in but, another four years. But you know, hey, bro, wait till they pull you. out the lipstick. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> she, woke, wallahi, she woke up one morning and she was crying for makeup. She woke up yeah, out she... of her sleep and like, make up, make up. I was like, yes, <laughs> what is going on? Well, let's you know. I tell Karima all the time that uh, the light is at the li age of our light is they little animals <laughs> like a stuff like yeah. that I should just say but they, they actually isn't developed they just yes. acting on instinct yeah it's so true but you try to overanalyze everything yeah, yeah, yeah you I'm can't and your job isn't she makes me you know like, like somebody was asking me Somebody was asking me the other day, like, how do you, so I've got Radia that's seven, and then Imran that's five, and then Abu Dhar that's three, right? And they were like, how do you control them? I was like, your job isn't to control them. Just just keep them safe, uh, redirect them a bit, put them in a safe environment, you know, get them into a space where they can, they can the go post, like, safely. Put foam on the walls, you know? Nah, I just, <laughs> I just teach them how to fall rather. <laughs> <laughs> because you patch the one hole, then they go climb the other hole. <laughs> but 
But um, you know, Subhanallah, it's really, it's really, it's a, it's an ongoing recommitment to continue to learn and to grow. And um, you know, I think that's really just the message I wanted to give to all the parents, man. That take it up as a, as a, as a responsibility to keep learning, keep, keep, because parents, and this is why I'm saying it, man. I'm coaching, you know, some teenagers, and the parents, a very common message. You know, I don't know this child anymore. Like I used to be like this, 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 this. I was like, oh, well, if if you're still thinking about him from when he was 12, obviously you don't know him because he's 16 now. And he's a whole different person. So it's about keeping engaged with what are the changes, what's becoming different, you know, um, talking to them frequently, creating that relationship. So you keep getting to know them all the time. And the same applies to any relationship. Keep getting to know them all the time. And uh, I just wanted to just encourage the parents to put that effort from their side. I just want to say, I mean, in addition to learning about, about their child, it's also important to learn how to parent. Definitely. Definitely. Like, um, definitely. For me, like... Where does one learn that? Where does one learn that? Everything we do. Look here. I mean, I decided I want to make some pizzas. And that's I'm gonna actually make the pizzas. I'll probably get my wife, inshallah, to make the dough. But I got the pizza oven, the small pizza You've oven. You've been on like... this buzz for a while now, no? That's I was so just gonna say, okay, now we know you bought the pizza oven. Look, <laughs> yeah, I got the like super, super cheap one second hand. But anyways, um, so that's why I could justify it. But anyways, we're gonna come like, after lockdown. You know, we read so much about, like, or at least I'm, I'm thinking to myself, you know, I read so much about pizza making about uh. the different types of pizzas that you get, uh. how the different hydration levels and all of this stuff. I don't even know where I find time to do this stuff. Now I'm just telling myself that I'm wasting my time. <laughs> no, 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 no. Make to add that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, make me prioritize what is more important. My books are staring at me. I mean, making me feel guilty. But, um, and you look so like a bushel yeah, tonight with your green <laughs> coffee. We're putting so much into learning about it. When 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 the the, the coffee phase was on, then I was learning tons about coffee and all of those. Yeah. Things. And generally, when we want to do something with excellence, then we learn about it. True. Sure. I, I mean, Did you I see how my studio looks? Yeah. I mean, I remember back in the day when, um, you know, we were doing PowerPoints for some program, and then you were telling me, no, no, I have to use this font without the uh, what you call it, sans serif, and all this nonsense that you would, not nonsense, but I mean, beneficial stuff. But like, but that's you what know, you were thinking at the time. Yeah, I was thinking about that. <laughs> yeah, I made this thing, it looks nice. I'm telling you, I know this thing looks nice. And you like, you want a font without curves at the ends of the letters. And I was like, Bruh. Um, but I mean, it's indicative of the fact that you put in time and effort to learn about doing that thing in an excellent manner. But why is it that, you know, with very important things in our lives, we often just yeah. expect him to be natural. Mm. Yeah. How to and be your husband, people, how to be your wife. Yeah. Or the, 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 the only source that we take is the way that we were parented. Yeah. And I, like I'm saying, right some people are not. I mean, if mm. that's good, then they'll have a good example to follow. Mm. Oh, no, definitely. Yeah. But De- what I'm saying is, at the same time, it's the case. Uh, uh. And and, and even of those that do have good examples to follow, not everything of that example was most right for you in the same way that not everything that is in you as an example is going to be right for your kids. 
Um, of course, we were most played, we were parented for a different age when you were kids, which was twenty, which was some years ago. How about raised <laughs> instead of parented? Yeah, raised. Parented, <laughs> potato, that I'm saying, tomato, my Let me give my and, and today, yeah. yeah, and and we are raising kids for an age that is different to the age that we were raised in. So uh, it's different, and everybody got their own challenges. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. 20 years ago, 10 years ago, it was what? Uh, uh, the uh, 3310. <laughs> no? Now the world's different. Your mommy had to get yeah. you off a 3310. Because you were playing your mom had to, and your, and your dad had to deal with the challenges that you were facing based on the people you interact with at school, your neighborhood, and maybe your family members. Now you parents are parenting in a global community. Where the moment yeah, so that child picks up that phone or opens that laptop, they're yeah. connected with everyone around the world, interacting yeah. with everyone around the world, being influenced by everyone around the world. So we're parenting in a global community. Now more than ever, as parents, we must be equipping ourselves and staying ahead of the curve. You know, when I when um when my, my first when my first daughter, um when Radia was born, and I, I still told Mullah Muhammad like Yo Allah's giving me this gift, but like where's the, okay, you where's said the first one, your first daughter Radia, do you know all the others' names? <laughs> no, 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 my, I have Radia and no, my no. two sons. <laughs> I'm just joking. Because you were speaking about the first one all the time. I only have one to speak about at the moment. Yeah, Ajib. Ajib. Now I have one daughter and two sons, Alhamdulillah. Radia, Imran, and Abu Dhar. I know the names. I know one's birthday. The other two, I depend on my wife to remind me. <laughs> anyway, so. When uh, when she was born, Satul Mullah Muhammad, you know, subhanAllah, Allah gave me this gift, but like, where's the instruction manual? Because I don't know what to do. <laughs> and, uh, and he was laughing and he smiled and he's like, you know, uh, you're looking for the instruction manual, which is really a good start. Because, you know, you're looking to read, you're looking to learn, you're looking to, you're not just going to do your own kopsadang, which uh, which is, I think, important. Because I'm just mentioning when Mullah when Irshad said now, like, you know, um, and this is something... Um, Mo'ali Marushan, I know she's, uh, she's online here. She gave me a gift uh, when Radia was born, actually. Um, I don't even know if she remembers. She gave me the love languages. How do you know the, she's online? Of... She made a comment earlier. Man. Oh. No. How do you know she's still online? No, no, no. Huh? You're talking about Rukhshana. No, that's just someone that is not. Oh, anyway. I thought it was her. Uh, uh, I didn't see properly. No. Anyway, so she gave me a gift, yes, the, uh, the love languages. Hajjah Rukhshana, that was in Hajj with me. Oh, subhanAllah. So uh, she gave us a gift that uh, love languages for, for, for kids, man. And uh, mm. it is super, it's super important to understand things like that. And, you know, other your parenting skills. We've been a friend of mine. Um, so, so, we, we, um, we a while back started like, okay, you're going to read a book. And then we're gonna, when you're done, you can like share it and swap it around. And, you know, different things, different tactics as you're learning and whatever. And um, it's important because now you see all your kids are different. They respond to the treatment, to the like you know the way you treat them differently, the way you speak to them has to be different. And um, if you don't engage yourself in actually understanding how these things work, then you're not necessarily going to parent like effective and like you know maintain yeah. the relationship throughout it. Man. You know now one of the pet peeves that I have is that you're absolutely right in saying we must upskill ourselves. <clears throat> so you get married, you know, you get. Uh, you get these periods of growth in your life, you should upskill yourselves in those roles and capacities. But I think it's a bit lacking in terms of these, 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 you don't find as many contemporary 
works that provide the Islamic, you know, sort of version of that. Um, and I think that, that people really need to focus on that. And it requires some knowledge of, of Islam and then a knowledge of a different science as well and then marry the two for you to be a serious contributor in that realm. But we need Mona, we need that type of guidance. There are some guys doing that. They are, yeah, Mona, but I look, still very in the, its infancy at this moment in time. But what look, I'm saying is like this type of training that we're talking about, it's it's good and I'm I'm one of those who advocated because I also do that. But uh, I think we should also get things that have its essence within Islam because it's going to no, take a different... Yeah. You know, there's a good guy, Dr. Isham Al-Awadi. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say. You know what? One content. And look, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm probably guilty of this myself. I don't know how much I read about parenting. I remember buying some friends of mine some books on good parenting and a book called, uh, you know, Nurturing Children. The only thing I hear everybody sport. talking about is what to expect when you're expecting. Yeah. That's what I hear people nah, talking about. Yeah, but you know, when I, you know, you're talking about the the works that need to be put out and whatever. I just think an applied mind, right, um, would help, man. Because what can we do right now? For example, I would, um, you know, we can recommend like you know certain books, and maybe we can just put it up on the on the page. When we can chat and look at a couple of things that people can read as reading material for the different phases that your kids are mm, going through. Be nice. I mean, I a lot of what I did, I read from like you know this. Um, uh, you know, stuff you can pick up at uh, exclusive books or whatever, and but you use the tools, man. You learn, you use the tool, and you apply it to you know what you're doing, and and definitely you'll find, you know, I mean, Alima Fadwa does this thing, yo, uh, this program she what is it called the uh, Channa training, no? It was like super mad. She took like her Montessori knowledge and understanding of you know of that world, and then she took uh, a hadith of Rasulullah and she actually you know, did like a whole program around it and like penis benefited like a lot from it, man. So they are like, you know, that type of approach. But what I'm saying is that if you just apply yourself as a parent, man, you know you want to make the tarbiyah, you want to nurture your child. So there's certain skills that they talk about there that you can use and it's a tool that you've got now in your toolbox and you can use it as a parent towards the direction that you're creating for yourself. So as a parent, you should be reading the works of your own spiritual journey and your own spiritual growth and development and then you're leading these tools of how to parent correctly. And then once you're on that journey, you use the tools just to bring your kids along with you, man. Like a very powerful verse for me is when Nabi Noor tells his son, Irka ma'ana. So it's like, look here, man. You want to be saved? Get on board with us. We have parents these days that say, look here, you must be right. Like first question to ask yourself as a parent is, can I tell myself? Can I tell my children, get on board with me? Because I'm on board in that direction. You know, I'm on a ship sailing in that direction. And in I'm Arabic telling you, jump on with me. فَاقِدُ لَا Now, Somebody who doesn't have something, can't give it. Yeah. So whilst we don't have those books. You can't give what you don't, don't have. have. Yeah. 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 And whilst we don't have those books. No, are, you said it are, right. It's just a bit confusing. Punstarak Engels. Yeah. Now, you know, <laughs> I was thinking at this point earlier man, that, you know, we don't really have a very uh, prominent idea Did of you just catch that one now? I was thinking, no, I was thinking of another version. I wonder what the kicker is. I don't It's not the same thing. What is that, right? 
That is that's the ass is going to off. Just go make the fuck on that one tonight and then you yeah. see. <laughs> <laughs> the point that the point I was saying was that um uh you know in traditional Islamic societies we would have this idea of continuously being nurtured. And uh, yeah. that nurturing would take place at the hands of a sheikh or something. Um, mm. Usually, you know, you'd be parented by parents. They'd nurture you and uh, they would guide you, teach you your basics and, you know, mold your character and all of those things. But usually in traditional Islamic societies, it'd be a point where you get connected to a, like a sheikh who's not like just teaching you information and uh, not even just Islamic knowledge, but you, but they are continuing your tarbiyah. On a perpetual basis, it doesn't stop. And, Sorry, um, man, just just quickly. Just and they to in your life as a whole. So, 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 I'm just just missing it, Salim. So, um, we we should try and actually look for those people who can nurture us throughout our lives. It might be a sheikh, it might be a friend that holds you to account, and that you know that that you have such a relationship that you can question each other and guide each other. You know, it might be an old person. It might be your uncle, it might be your aunt, it might be your own parent. Um, it might just be your old Buddha in the mosque. Uh, but it's important to find that nurturing force, man, even as an adult. And I think, you know, for, for many of us, that's like one of the big reasons why the, the passing of Malatai impacted us so greatly. Because, you know, he gave us guidance that really impacted our lives and the course of our lives and what we did. No. Look, I'm living in this area because I'm 40 minutes away from you guys. And uh, it's something that really, like, uh, you know, we must look for that. Part of the difficult thing of looking for that is that when you must become an adult, then nobody can must tell me anymore, man. I must big now. You need someone so, to tell you. That's the thing. Yeah. No, but that's, that's, more that's, when you need someone that's to now the conundrum of, of being grown up and still being uh, subjecting yourself to being to being nurtured. When you were younger, then it was sort of a more mandatory thing. There was either that guardian or the teacher. It's like an anemic fee situation. You know what I mean? Where you <laughs> just had to listen. And now when you're big... <laughs> Then you need it sort of yeah you when you need it. it actually even more but you don't want it now because I must now big I know what I must do and da, 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 mm. da, da, and so forth and, and so on it goes away and then it goes away okay, <clears throat> okay. I mean connection to Quran do you so know we online for one hour coming. ten minutes already the way that Allah oh, is parenting us in the Quran because we are perpetually behaving like toddlers charging through life as if there is no consequences. So I mean, subhanAllah, what's it, Ayah? يَعْلَمُوا أَنَّمَا الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا لَعِبٌ وَلَهْوٌ وَزِينَةٌ وَتَفَاخُرٌ بَيْنَكُمْ وَتَكَاثُرٌ فِي الْأَمْوَالِ وَالْأَوْلَادِ So Allah gives you like the stages of your life, man. What will happen and what you will be most in tune with. Um, and at each one of those stages, there's a set of of tarbiyah laws, there's a set of training laws, there's a set of rules, there's a set of most uh, applicable stuff to you that you need to be aware of, man. And if you are aware of those things at that stage of your life, then you'll take that benefit. But if not, then you, you could <clears> suffer <throat> that on. And at the next stage, it's the other set of stuff that has to be, you know, most uh, uh, foremost in your mind. And if you're focusing on those things and the remedies for those things, then you will be successful. 
and and so it goes. So Guys, I have something else to be at, man. I'm supposed to be there, of course, man. Yeah, I also need to. I also need to leave. I also need to leave. Keep well, no guys. problem. Yeah, no, we, we covered one ayah, two ayah. Yeah, but look, parenting is extremely important. Yeah, like, even if we spoke like I was gonna say, the next you know, two episodes. The, the last, you know, the, or rather not the last, but the one, the verse after the one that Salim spoke about. Mm-hmm. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions the flip side of the coin, man, that disobedient child. You know, that, that child that says to his parents, uh, you know, oof to you. It's just like a sign of, uh, you know, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, like... Uh, irritation. Yeah, so a sign of irritation. It doesn't even mean anything. It's just like showing uh, irritation to your parents. Allah says, what about that person? The child says to his parents, are you telling me that, uh, are you promising me that I'm going to be resurrected? Many nations have gone before me. He's like expressing disdain at the guidance that his parents giving him with relation to his year after. So it's indicative that these parents are parents that care about the akhirah of the children. While his parents are calling out to Allah for him and also expressing, you know, lamenting his state, saying, like amin, you know, woe to you, my child, just believe. Uh, then the parents tell his child, you know, the promise of Allah is true. Uh, and the child says to his parents, this is just fairy tales or, you know, folk ancient tales of the ancients, old stories. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about those children, أُولَٰئِكَ الَّذِينَ حَقَّ عَلَيْهِمْ قَوْلُ Say again, أُولَٰئِكَ الَّذِينَ حَقَّ أُولَٰئِكَ الَّذِينَ حَقَّ عَلَيْهِمْ قَوْلُ فِي أُمَمٍ Yes, أُولَٰئِكَ الَّذِينَ حَقَّ عَلَيْهِمْ قَوْلُ فِي أُمَمٍ قَدْ خَلَتْ مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ Allah says about those children, those are the ones whom the word has been justified upon, meaning the word of punishment. Allah's decree of punishment is justified upon those children. Uh, in nations that have gone by before them from jinkind and mankind, certainly they are the losers. Right? So, uh, you know, we must make sure that we're not those children who are the losers. Let us attain Amen. success through our parents, Amen. not destruction. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us. Guys, you guys can wrap up, man. I need to knock off. Assalamu alaikum to everybody that's with us. I can't believe we've been on. Take it, take it. So did you have a We've been on. Yeah, I was like shocked when I saw the time. I thought, you know, like, I thought this must be a mistake or something, but it is like that. Allah knows best. But, Monina. It was really nice to see you again. Alhamdulillah, nice to see you too, and nice to see the listeners. May Allah Ta'ala guide us constantly. May we we constantly keep connection to the Quran. And may Allah open our hearts. If there's another verse to to mention, uh, perhaps, uh, Surah Muhammad, 
Afala yatadabbaruna al-Qur'an? Do they not Allah ponder Allah. in the verses of the Qur'an? Am ala qulubin aqfaluha? Or are they locks placed upon their hearts? One of the du'as of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he would say, Allahumma aftah aqfala qulubina li dhikrik. That, O oh mm. Allah, open the locks on our hearts to your remembrance. Imagine the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, whose heart was constantly in the remembrance of Allah, but he would mm. say, and of course the greatest aspect was that he was teaching us that, oh Allah, open our hearts, remove the locks that are, that remove the locks that are on our hearts, which prevents us from remembering you. Um, and directly here Allah says, do they not ponder in the Quran or are there locks on their hearts? So if I'm not pondering over the about. verses of the Quran, then it should mean, you know, that my heart is locked in a way. Mm. And may Allah Ta'ala open our hearts so that we can ponder Ameen. more. And may we ponder more so that our hearts can be opened. <laughs> I mean, I mean. Uh, double both that's, ways. That, both that's ways. what we hear. That's what, that's what we're here for. Mm. You know, tafakkur. That's the whole point of this one, program. One brother actually mentioned to me in last week. Ahmad, I thought you left. Now I'm, I'm learning adab slowly, man. So I won't leave without greeting. Okay. So do you want so to greet? So I come back to come greet, inshallah. Allah, mashallah. <clears throat> we, we're wrapping yeah. up now anyways, no? Yeah. Yeah, subhanAllah. So the, I was just going to say that... Um, okay, then I'll wrap up with you guys, inshallah. Okay, Salim, continue. Okay, right. yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll end with this comment, inshallah. Uh, I chatted with Buddha last week and then he said he was listening to one of our previous programs and then he just like wanted to know from me the, about Tadabur and Tafakkurman because there was a point where somebody said, oh no, I disagree with that point. And then I said, yeah, it was probably Zakaria because he always liked to disagree. But I mean, you know, how does that now work? Can can you you start then speaking about the Quran, but then you start disagreeing with one another. So now who's right with whose meaning and so forth and so on, man. So I explained to him, no, uncle, you see, everybody's got the brain of their own, man. And Allah gave the Quran to us like this, that you can understand what the words mean, and then you might just think, how does that apply to you, man? And then just before hmm. that, he actually read, Ya Bani Israel, Uthkuru ni'mati yallati an'amtu alaykum wa anni faddaltukum ala al-alamin. Then I explained to him the meaning of the ayah. And then I asked him, now, uncle, how does this apply to you, man? Do you see mm. that Allah favored you in a way above other people? And then we just discussed that a little bit. And after like five minutes, and I told him, now, you see, uncle, that is tadabur, man. Just mm. to read the ayah, you see what it means, how does it apply to me? It's not like you saying <coughs> it means that in the Quran, man. And then he was actually like shocked because he, he now saw that he could himself do this tadabur exercise as well. So, um, yeah. Speaking about it helps also. So get yourself a tadabur, buddy. Um, not making tafsir of the Quran and saying this means that, but you know, how does this ayah apply to me? And may Allah Ta'ala grant us that. Amin. Ya Rabbi Amin. Amin. Taib. Yeah. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> from my side, uh, I think it's important to for all of us just to you know, even if you're thinking about these verses, man, so we're talking about parenting and we took the bulk of the program for that parent-child relationship. Um, and Allah grant us healthy parent-children relationships in our society, you know, I mean, Allah. I mean. Those that benefit us in this world and the next. <clears throat> but uh, it's important to, you know, um, to just look at where we're ending off now here. We're talking about Quran. So look at, then you ponder about this Quran. Um, so... I just wanted to say, like, when Aisha definitely asked earlier, like, how does one learn this and where does one learn this and whatever. Um, you know, there's people out there that specialize in it, whatever. I mean, 
myself, there's a couple of other people that work with parents and children and whatever. And uh, you know, you can reach out to people. Then there's literature. <clears throat> so you can reach out to me. I can also recommend literature and whatever it may be. And then there's literature and stuff. But there's a starting point, man. A starting point is Quran, wallahi. A starting point is Quran. Quran. Yeah. You know, ponder about the Quran. You know, the parenting your advice that you can find in the Quran, subhanAllah, the abilities that you can gain just thinking about these ayat and how Allah teaches it to us through the Quran in the different scenarios and whatever. So ponder with the, with the objective of learning, man. Ponder with the objective of becoming more, becoming, you know, better, becoming not better than anyone else, but better than the previous version of yourself. You know, I'm on this buzz about <laughs> just upgrading ourselves all the time. We all the time want to upgrade your software, upgrade your phone, upgrade everything. Everything must be upgraded. And then even the phone you upgraded to, you need a software upgrade every time. Upgrade, and you must click yes, and you must allow the upgrade. Why? Because things around you are changing. So you can't operate with the old version under new circumstances. Now, why don't we want to do the same with ourselves? Upgrade, upgrade, upgrade all the time. And how do we do that? Learn, learn, learn. Allah said it in the very first verse of the Read. So, you know, just a strong reminder to myself and to everyone to read the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with the intention to grow, to become more, to mm-hmm. be illuminated, to be guided. Because sometimes you can read Sumahat Fakirat and Timakah, but you're making the effort and your intention is guidance, your intention is knowledge, your intention is drawing closer to Allah. And Allah can make you reach that objective whether your means is stuck and, and, and broken, and, but you're trying and you're striving and you're on that road. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us uh, our objectives that we're trying to achieve Ameen. ourselves and may he make that good objectives. May he make that beautiful niyas and may he grant us those, those intentions for ourselves and our kids. Uh, Sheikh Yusuf Falanda, he told me when my wife was hamil and I told him, subhanAllah, you know, we're having a baby soon. He told me, make intentions for your child. Have intentions for the child. So, you know, that taught me a lot about like being deliberate, man. When you're raising that child, you have an intention for him. And be deliberate in, in equipping him with that. Like when Irshad said, where all are you investing? You're investing in one area of life. But life encompasses a whole other thing. What about the identity? We invest in one area, then we wonder why they have an identity crisis when they're 18. Because only one area of their lives is developed, but everything around them is like, I'm supposed to exist like this. This is what religion asks of me. This is this, this is that. So like I have that intention, strive behind it, commit to it, and Allah make it easy for all of us. It's a struggle. I mean... Hafiz Ahmed, Jazakumullah Khairan. After that serious note, on a lighter note, we're upgrading the country also, right? So we went from version, get president from the, <laughs> from the prison to version, take president back to the prison. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, Constantly upgrading. So Africa for you. SubhanAllah. <laughs> Anyways, Jazakallah Khair guys and uh, to all the viewers and the listeners of the program, we appreciate you guys tremendously. Don't forget to share, like, subscribe, all that nice stuff. It will help the channel grow. It will help the message spread and it's free. You get no, uh, no, no tax from that. If you have any comments, suggestions, questions, etc., be, be, be free to, to email us or contact us. Um, in fact, let me put some contact details on the screen now. Uh, so in case you do want to reach out, that's my number there. Um, and uh, we'd be more than happy to hear from you. Until next time, wa sallallahu ala sayyidina Muhammad, subhanallah wa bihamdi, subhanaka Allahumma wa bihamdik. Nashadu wa la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilaik. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Enjoy. Wa alaikum assalam. Please keep warm and keep safe. And stay out of corona. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Waalaikumsalam. 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 Waala